This episode originally aired on December 10th, 2021 on the Unethical Patreon. Our client today is Boone from the Adventures of Teabag and Boone. Go check their podcast out. What do you think is a conspiracy like? Oh, they used too many hops in this beer. Do you guys think they used this many hops? (laughs) 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 This guy thinks I'm uncultured. Holy shit. Okay, let's see what we got here. Bills. Okay. Phone bill. Not paid. Three months overdue. We're going to lose the phone soon. A bunch of money from Bo. Like, why are we phone bill not pay? I got to get Abigail to call. I thought she's been paying these things. It's been another one from the bank. What does this one say? Overdraft. There's no way I'd like a million dollars in gold coins. We should be set up for a long time. Final notice. Subscription to Men's Health Magazine is going to be canceled. Not my Men's Health Magazine. Final eviction notice. What the fuck is this? We have 30 days to pay our arrears or we're going to be evicted. That's at least Mr. Boone's a very nice man. And I should be able to get an extension from him. Ooh, voicemail. Hey, dude, it's fucking Boone. Uh, Abigail hasn't fucking shown up. She, uh, you guys owe me money for rent, and clearly it's not happening. COVID's fucking done, bro. I don't know about you guys in Canada, but us Dagos, we like to be fucking paid on time. So I don't want to have to evict the private dicks, but I might have to. Pay me my fucking money, bro. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. Hey, guys. Hey, RJ. Good to see you, buddy. You too, man. Um, So you know how Abigail has not been answering the phones? Hey, but we got to. Well, part of that is also because this week I unplugged the phones. Yeah, I don't. We do not have an active case. I guess it can wait till after. But I was hoping I could get you on board with something here. I, I'm so glad I became a private detective because ever since this happened eight years ago. Yeah, but just one second. I got to. I have always wanted to get to the bottom. I got to talk to Abba. what happened to a Mr. Fine. Christopher Jordan Dorner. You guys think we can throw our backs into that? Help. Help out a fellow dick this week. Fine, let's solve your case. You know what? For you, I'd I'd help your dick any day. Or you? Thanks, bud. You <laughs> help you any day. Our dicks. Our dicks. <laughs> both both <laughs> options are on the table. So yeah, yeah. I found out uh, a couple of cases ago. I make everything gay. So oh, okay. Well, I found that <laughs> out a couple of years ago. So <laughs> yeah, Abigail. Yeah. Yeah. After we solve this case, uh, we're all gonna have to have a conversation. Abigail. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Abigail. Rick just has a three fingers of scotch and a cigarette just waiting for RJ to talk. And a fedora and a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> More of a bourbon guy, but yeah, that sounds nice right now. Well, then that's what you're drinking because this is made up so we can change it. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> do you mind do you... sharing some of that bourbon with us? <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Rick, just do you mind sharing some of that bourbon with us? (laughs) Fixed it.
You tell us to go fuck ourselves, or are you just going to be quiet about it? Yeah, I'll just be quiet about it. Are you drunk? Oh, I wish. <laughs> he's, he's just sleepy, but I, I would, I would, I'm curious to see what, do you know anything about Dorner, Rick? You're American. What's a Dorner? Chris Dorner. See? Okay. See, and that's been my biggest issue with this. It seems that after one of the craziest things that has ever happened in American history, at rate, as soon as it was hap- done happening, it just fell off of everyone's radar. Nobody talks about it. It doesn't come up in the news. There's no like mention of its anniversary or anything. It just happened and then it's gone. And I feel personally that there is a reason for that. But I have a lot of words here that have a lot of facts in them. So maybe we can together decide whether or not my hypothesis that I'll say at the end is true. Okay. I, I've never heard of this either. And I'm into uh, the true crime stuff. So I don't even know what it is. So if it's, you're making it sound crazy, which is fun. And usually I got all the answers. And, I, and I'll be honest with you. All, all of my more like uh, all, all the true crime podcasts that I have been interested in, even something like uh, like I would expect, like, do you know, Time Suck? I do. Yeah, I would expected him to have had something on this, but there's not a goddamn thing that I can find out there. And it was actually extremely difficult to get real facts because there's barely any documentaries. All the articles have super fucking conflicting information that never got updated after the fact. Even Wikipedia is completely wrong on like three counts. Huh. It's wild. You know what about that, though? Uh, it's all true. Whatever happened on the internet, it's true, right? <laughs> That's right. It's all it's all simultaneously true. He did and didn't do these things. Yeah, I'm excited. You're mate. You're you've piqued my interest, my man. Well, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you guys back to the year of 2013. Uh, it was a good year, more or less. Obamacare started. We Ooh. had we had the the Boston Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, Great year so far, yeah. Awesome, just good stuff all around. Edward Snowden happened. Oh yeah. Um, George Zimmerman was acquitted. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Probably can't pass that one off as great, but gay marriage was made a civil right. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yep, it was a big year. Uh, Most significantly, the PlayStation Four released. But mm -hmm, there is one thing that never made it made any headlines past the initial like 10 days that it was in the news on February 1st, 2013, a man named Christopher Dorner initiated what he referred to as asymmetrical warfare against the LAPD. And this ranged 11 days and across 115 miles in California. And at the end of it, five people died. Yes. Spoilers. I do know this now. I do, do know this now. Okay. Yes, I do know this now. Now that you say it, I forgot his name was that. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, Mr. Dorner was one of them at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but we will get there. We'll start first at the beginning of his life. Dorner was born on June 4th in 1979 in New York State. But at some point in that same year, they just moved to Cypress, California, which is just like an area outside of L.A., which I don't I don't know how much you know about L.A., but this is going to sound like a lot of this. These facts. L.A. is fucking massive. It's like made up of like five, 10, 15, 20 other smaller cities. So every time sure. like there's like a place that I mentioned, it's like Torrance or Riverside or whatever, whatever. It's generally still within like the L.A. radius. 
yeah, more or less. California, LA is so huge that it actually California has a bigger population than all of Canada. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is a massive state. Yeah. While Dorner was a kid growing up in Cyprus, uh, he was... Uh, he's often cited he's brought this up multiple times according to like friends and acquaintances that he was the only black child in his school like just growing up he was the only one and he felt singled out because of that um and 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 i did read his manifesto that he posted it is oh good fucking wild it's it's eleven thousand words rambling nonsense insanity but i read it so that i could pull out specific quotes and 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 this was an instance of something that happened in school where uh, a young boy named Jim had called him the N-word. And the principal came up after Chris had told on him. But before that, actually, Chris had punched the kid for yeah. just for calling him the N-word. Napoleon. Yeah. It, yeah. It, well, yes, Napoleon was the word. <laughs> he called him short. <laughs> <laughs> that N-word. He punched the kid and then the principal apparently swatted the kid who, who called him the n-word on the back of the head and then also swatted chris saying you know uh basically you're both wrong and this fucked him up he he says specifically how dare you swap me for standing up for my rights for demanding that i be treated as an equal human being which is like some inherently problematic mindset behind that but also kind of a super powerful statement like that's just I don't yeah, know. Like sure. that just makes sense. You know, and what year, what years, like how, how old is he? Like, He's got a, he was in grade school. So I would say anywhere from like around like 10 years old. You know so what I mean? That'd be so like the like 70s, 89. 80s? Yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah 80s. It's, it, it's so crazy how far, like that's not that long ago. And teachers were like, no, uh, if he calls you Napoleon, you'll take it short guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a real, real problematic word back then that Napoleon was just throwing it all around so lightly. Yeah, no, seriously, uh, though, that's that's crazy that it's still like if I don't know, the, the world changed so much in the past hundred years, you know. It's well, it fucking... hasn't. It hasn't. And that's what I, I'm trying to illustrate, I think, here okay. with the okay. as, as we move on, because I, I think like I mean, this specific instance is obviously like him having a lot of fucked up feelings towards injustice which a lot of people do, but some, you know, I mean, some people just, you see something happen and you just, your mind fucking breaks. You know what I mean? So then it also happens to you and, you know, then your mind breaks even further. So that's kind of where he was start. Like he just kind of went down this spiral for a long time. It seems like it started when he was very young. Um, Hmm. In uh, 2001, he graduated from Southern Utah university. He was a running back for the football team there. One of his friends from college, James Usera, he said that Chris uh, had told him about how racist the coaches were on the football team. I couldn't find anything in the manifesto detailing like his experience as a football player. Yeah. But I mean, they were football coaches in the late 90s. I can't help but feel there was some casual racism going on. So I'm just inclined to believe it. You know what I mean? I played I played hockey. And there was just blatant racism in that. Yeah. So I can imagine what the football in the States mm-hmm. during the nineties was like, and you feel like if you were like such a short guy, like a Napoleon, you wouldn't be a very good running back. You know what I mean? So maybe it would have that too. To do well, well, you can get underneath their legs, you know, without having to crouch, you just walk That's upright true. underneath That's true. full grown man's legs, <laughs> rush the middle of the legs. 
after that, uh, in 2002, Chris joined the Navy. I'm going to call him Chris all the time instead of Dorner, just because I feel like he and I would have been close personal friends based on what he did. <laughs> I know what he did. So <laughs> cool. I'm glad we're far <laughs> apart from each other. Uh, he, uh, he moved around to a bunch of different bases. There was, uh, he started training in Oklahoma and then he served uh, at a base in Nevada and then he was deployed to Bahrain at certain points. He's just a reservist guy. That's like, you know, he just worked in the Navy as a job. He, I don't think he ever saw any active combat or anything like that. Um, but you get training, just, you get all the training oh, yeah. and you get yep. like, like you get, it's a good experience. Both my parents were in the reserves. So I fully understand the reserves. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you, you kind of just like do like really intense shit as a, as a day job. <laughs> yeah. And you, you basically, because you, you're basically the home front, right? Like if anything mm-hmm. ever, or the last person to be like called into war, if there is. Uh, right. Like if red dawn really happened, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. The reserves. From my understanding yeah. in Canada. I don't know about the state. No, no, it's, it's basically the same. I thing. feel like if yeah. Canada goes to war, they're going to call our military before they call your reserves. Yeah. Well, if Canada goes to war, we're probably in a big war because we're not going to war. <laughs> like there's probably you're probably already there is what I'm saying. <laughs> you guys would be there. We're the ones getting called after your reserves. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're compelling. Yeah, the, yeah. the only actually the, can, the Canadian reserves are the safest place to be because all of America is dead. That's what I'm saying. There are, exactly. there are no guns left. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that Elon Musk gun neutralizing Ray? Yeah, yeah, he did flame it. Thrower, flame yeah. <laughs> little little uh, example of Chris's uh, character here. I think it was. It's probably one one of the only real outstanding parts of his reservist service. You know, because they're not. He's not like a war hero. Um, but while he was in pilot training in 2002 at that Vance Air Force Base in Oklahoma, he and one of his classmates found a bag containing eight thousand dollars in cash which equivalent today is like 11 and a half grand. It ended up belonging to a Korean church in the area. So they handed, they, they handed over the money to the police like immediately. Is that the church where you go in and at the pew, they have like a, they have like a, a hot stove that you can cook your food on. Yeah. 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 Barbecue. Yep. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, delicious going. Korean barbecue. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the, that's the blood of Christ in Korean church. Exactly. Yeah. Bar- barbecue pork. <laughs> Their Christ is uh, is a beefier Christ. He uh, Chris said an official statement about it that uh, his mother had taught him honesty and quote the military stresses integrity. If people were willing to give that much money to the church, it must have been pretty important to them. End quote. Nothing you know profound, but I mean it just shows that he's not a total fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I would have taken the money. I'm fine to be honest. If I find eight grand on the ground, fuck you. Hail Satan. I'd be taking right. the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. There'd be no That's question. So much. I mean, and then we're with another guy who can help you with the cover story and everything. But now yeah, they're I, just both like, here you go. I'd be like, here's four grand. I just saved a little child from getting imported from some other country to get yeah. fucked by these Christians. So exactly. Yeah. But that's like that same story with that random dude that died in, what was it like Vegas or some shit where he just had money laying on the ground and nobody ever took it. Oh, Remember yeah. with the duffel bag, like people just yep. people just do weird shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I take the duffel bag too. I, I'm if I'm being honest, yeah. uh, 
I'd call the cops, go like 911 and be like, pick up the bag, wait for them to come be like, can I go officer? I got this really important stuff in my briefcase. I got to get it. Bringing all my money to the bank. You take that double bag, you run. And at worst case, you become a supporting actor on law and order SVU. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I could be a full blown star of cops when they figure out what I did either way. Ooh, yeah. TV credits is, is the goal here. So exactly. that's TV all the credits a TV credit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, his other big accomplishments while he was in the reserves, he received the Navy rifle marksmanship ribbon and Navy pistol shot ribbon. So dude could shoot well. While still in the reserves in 2005, he entered the LAPD Police Academy. He graduated one year later in 2006, which is uh, super fast to train somebody for that job. But I guess maybe not the essence of the debate we're having here today. So well, it's the LA police, right? Don't they just uh, shoot Napoleons all the time? Like, isn't that a thing they do all the time? So I'm you are just ringing the right bell for this episode, pal. Yeah, no, the uh, LA cops probably just were like, cool, man, you already know how to shoot a gun. You're in LAPD (laughs) is historically corrupt. Um, I didn't I didn't collect a ton of information on them just because it's such like a a goes without saying take for granted kind of mindset, especially over here. We talked about it in OJ, right? Yes. Talked about how like LA is fucking hit those notes. Yep. But that's where he lived and that's where he signed up to be a police officer he uh after he graduated he actually that's when he was deployed to bahrain so he was still like active reservist so he like left for a little bit right after graduating so when he came back in excuse me july of 2007 he was still technically training because he hadn't actually been out on the beat by himself yet or anything um he was training under an officer named Teresa evans uh the in the la times says at, at, at one point here um because I think I, I, I skipped a little bit, but we're, we're getting there. I have it backwards. The LA Times says that on his first day, Dorner told Evans that he had planned to sue the LAPD for their response regarding complaints he made about classmates uh, he had in the police academy. So here's more uh, racism complaints is, is what it was about. And, uh, and the details of that are, uh, it's, it's a huge part of his manifesto. The gist of it is, there's a ride around in a police van while they were training. It was like him and around like five or 10 other officers in the back of this van. They were all still trainees. And there was one officer, uh, Hermilio Bertios, that Chris overheard saying the Napoleon word. And Chris ignored it. But when he heard it again, he told Bertios, don't say that. And he explained, you know, it's a bad word. It's got a lot of negative connotation. I don't want to hear it. Well, Bertios replied that he would say it whenever he wanted to. And for no fucking reason, his friend, Officer Marlon Magana, piped in saying, yeah, I'll say it whenever I want to. Which, to me, that just says we're trying to egg this guy on from the get-go. So I feel like the only reason he was even saying it in the first place was to try to get a rise out of Chris. That's what it seems like to me, at least like based on how that sort of meanders. But this all comes from his manifesto, right? uh, Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all his perspective more or less, but the, this was a real complaint that was made. Like he did, he did file complaints 
that are supposedly on record. I can't find any like actual like, you know, from the first party source type. Yeah, you'd have to do like a like a freedom of information type thing to get right. shit like that. And no one in LA, especially like maybe the media there, but I mean, no cop in LA is going to give that to you. No. They're not going to put that out in the public. That's just yeah, asking just, for it. Let's go to LA and be like, hey, can I get all the files on Chris Dorner? Yeah, exactly. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> LAPD headquarters. <laughs> Those well, are you guys France. are so transparent now. You got a glass building. It's supposed to just be a symbol. <laughs> Yeah, no, LA police, man. They're fucking bad. They're awful. Uh, you know, they really do have an all glass building because that was their thing. Like, it's a symbol of transparency. Do they have like a black a black chief of police? Like, do they do that thing too? Or do they do that sometimes where they'll be like, see? You know, and I, I truly don't think they have, cause at least not, definitely not since now, because at the time of this, the chief of police, his name was Charlie Beck, who uh, after he retired, he actually went and served in Chicago, I think, as. Uh, like some kind of like administrative role over the police. Um, he's in which he was appointed by, you know, Lori Lightfoot, who's, who's a Democratic uh, mayor, I'm pretty sure. So this guy has kind of escaped any kind of politicization, but I'm trying to change that today. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're going down, Mr. Beck. When Bertios uh, and Megana said this to Chris, he responded politely by attempting to strangle Bertios to death. <laughs> he seems to favor a particular response to racism. They, they, were, they were broken up by the other officers. And uh, in his manifesto, Chris says, what I should have done was put a Winchester Ranger SXT 9mm 147 grain bullet in his skull and Officer Magana's skull. That is very specific. Yeah. That is very terrifying and specific. Wow. Could you imagine if this dude was like a video game writer instead of joining the military? It and like, would have just gone and worked for Activision. And like, I would fucking love to play the Chris Dorner life story video game. Closest yeah. thing you can get is just pretending to sim it in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, usually when they do like big time crime video games, they don't go over well. Like Super Columbine uh, RPG didn't do very good. Yeah, it did not. <laughs> People don't care for that stuff. There is some wild shit out there, though, today that just flies under the radar. Just check out my Steam wish list. So here we have. Yeah, I thought they were trying to get a rise out of him. Yeah, of course, that's what they were doing. Of course, that's what they were doing. They're like, right. Quit being a baby. Like, that's the thing with. And maybe I'm I, see, I'm not I'm, I'm not a person of color at all. I'm as white as they fucking come in the middle of nowhere where there's no people of color. Really, there's just like maybe four. You know what I mean? So I shouldn't have an opinion at all. But the whole racism thing, uh, especially up here where I'm at, like it's fucking bad for sure. And they just go like, what is everyone complaining about? And it's like, yeah, you never had to live with oppression your whole life. You piece of shit. You don't know. Why do you like why do you have to do it? Just don't it's, even do it. Like it's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. And, it, and it's truly wild because especially in America with the with the way the police are. Um, and I, and I, I mean, we, we can get into it in more depth later, but it's it's especially uh, a problem for black people and other people of color. But it's an everyone problem at the end of the day. And that's, yeah. that's what people fail to realize. So later on, uh, while while he was in training after this whole van thing, Chris was actually accused of harassing a Jewish cadet. Uh, I guess he uh, supposedly these officers had uh, had accused him, but and it was the same police officers. And the thing they accused him of was something that Chris says 
they did. And he got a formal complaint on at the end of the day. They were singing Hitler youth songs about burning Jewish ghettos to this Jewish cadet. Uh, and then that's an official complaint that's out there. I mean, and it's, but it's like debated because, you know, they point the finger at him, but he has to point the finger back at them. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that even sounds like. I, I don't know either. And I also like, don't know. The only thing I can think of is Borat, like throw the Jew yeah, down the yeah, well. Literally. <laughs> so my country can be free. <laughs> I, I also don't get like these guys were, they're both Hispanic officers in Southern California who were both definitely also victims at some point in their life of racism. So it's yeah. just like this weird fucking club. And that, and the only thing I can pull out of it is the fact that they're fucking cops. It's like common enemy theory though. Yeah. If you try and make somebody else the problem. It's not you. Yep. There's a, you always want to have somebody lower than you. Like that's, yeah. that's how it's sold. And that's why people bought it. It's fucking disgusting. I mean, uh, so the LAPD, I mean, they, they, they filed the complaints or whatever, um, but neither of the officers reprimanded. And I actually did the research. Uh, they're both still officers today in L.A., this Megana and, and Bertios. I looked them up. You can just find shit out about them. One of them owns this like weird shell business. I can't figure out what it is. It's just called like First Enterprises, Inc., where he probably hides all the drug money that he steals. Yeah, I've watched The Shield. I know how it works. Yep. Um, so now, now here's like the, the hardcore timeline of, of what had happened. Uh, we're back with Chris being back on, on, on duty after Bahrain and, and being with Teresa Evans, his training officer. And, and, and this is, uh, July two, uh, I think it's seven. It's supposed to be seven, but this, honestly, I wrote this here and this is another thing I want to point out. This might not even be my fault. This is how bad some of the articles are out there. They don't even have like the right days or years for actual events that had happened because you'll look at one thing on CNN if you're looking at a timeline and it'll say like 07 and another one will say 08. It's so weird how muddy it got. And I don't know if it's because they didn't give a shit and they were trying to make him the bad guy in this whole thing. They The, the news was not helping him. Like news was not showing his side of the story. They're just being like, poor LA police. Anyways, we'll get into more of it after because I... So that's why they're just doing sloppy reporting to like make him look worse. They don't care about the it, date and timeline. They just care about like, look what he's doing, asshole. It like, truly feels that way because I mean, you think like, it, you know, you go back, like the media wasn't quite as polarized as it is today. You know, when you look back yeah. at like 07, 08, and even 2013, you know, like CNN and, and all of them, they're all pieces of shit. But, you know, like that, it wouldn't be uncommon to find the same sort of through line on a CNN article as you would a Fox news article. Now it's different story, but yeah, the, the thing about print and internet, I find they do a much better job than the channels. So like you can still get quality articles out of a Fox news or a CNN, but if you watch the fucking constant 24 hour news cycle, it gets crazy. That's when they get, they sensationalize a lot more, but you can still get a good like 5,000 word piece or 10,000 word piece out of some fucking wicked people right so sure. i don't necessarily don't trust these news stations when i'm doing research either i i i gotta give it to the print people they still do a good job is what i'm trying to say most times <laughs> right right so uh it, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is july 28 2007 uh Teresa and 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 chris the the you know Teresa's his training officer uh they responded to a disturbance call uh, where Christopher Gettler, 
who is uh, a white schizophrenic man was doing some kind of shit. They don't really, I can't really find out what the exact reason for the call was, but it, uh, Chris had restrained him like physically. I believe he had, he, they say he tackled him and had him restrained when at some point Teresa Evans then tased this man and kicked him in the face repeatedly. This is what Chris's official statement says. Chris was like, this is bad. I'm I'm reporting this. You know what I mean? Just right out of the gate. And the, some of this is supported by uh, Chris Gettler's father, the schizophrenic man, who says he did come home with cuts on his face and said he was kicked. Um, yeah. But I mean, this dude's like very, very messed up. Like I, I saw a video of him like talking about it afterwards because um, once all this started, they kind of like circled back to this father when they were doing all the deep investigation. And uh, yeah. and he was talking about how he, you know, Chris seemed like nothing less than like an upstanding guy and really tried to support his kid. Uh, other than that. Yeah, they don't they don't say exactly what had happened. That must have made the that must have made Teresa real fucking happy. Yeah, I, that's the thing, though. That's why it's strange why you can't figure out the exact nature of this stuff, because I feel there's just been so much fucking suppression all throughout this. Yeah, that, that's that's what the cops do. They got each other's back. They'll do mm-hmm. some crazy shit. Cops are uh, in packs individually. Like I, I, I sound like a race. I sound like a racist right now, but it's against cops. So it's okay. Right. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, I don't think cop is a race. It's not, it's not racism. Bad. If it's against cops, you're fine. It, it, individually. They're okay. But as a pack, no, I'm just saying like, they'll back each other up. Even if they know it's fucked up, they'll just go like, don't ever do that again behind closed doors. Yeah. And then eventually they'll finally come around and go like, okay, now you're fucked. You, you did too many things. It's like birds. You got to be careful with a bunch, a bunch of geese coming at you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, God. Especially if you're in a plane. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just as bad. They just won't say anything. They just, you know. Yeah. It, it's any big eye. group, like like Catholic priests. Mm-hmm. We're talking with them. Like, yep. Silence. Just shuffle them to the next place. Like, Might as well actively be doing the harm yourself. Yeah. Well. Long story short, uh, Chris is fired pretty much immediately after filing this report with the LAPD. And his reason for firing is because he made false statements in an official report, according to his superiors. He appeals this decision in 2008, um, but it's upheld by Judge David Yaffe, who says, quote, even though he was uncertain whether the training officer kicked the suspect or not. That's it. That was his statement regarding it. He was upholding this decision, even though he didn't know whether or not it was true. Hashtag blue blue lives matter. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. This (laughs) pissed Chris off so much. He shouted at the end of the hearing. I told the truth. How can this happen? So he, you know, uh, again, I guess, tried to appeal it in 2011 to an even higher court, but they held that up. And hilariously, this is just another little side note. In 2010, Judge David Yaffe resigned while embroiled in a bribery scandal. Unrelated, but very much related. Doesn't (laughs) very, very much related. Related indirectly, but (laughs) it goes it just goes to show like he's not a clean. If he got caught, think of how like how old is this judge? He's probably most judges are Mm. probably in their 50s, 60s, probably been doing shit like that for a long time. Yeah. This guy is like, so he's like verifiably a piece of shit. So like, I mean, you can't help but feel like this is obviously him being railroaded at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Being, being an idealist is not 
it's super good when you want to be running for mayor or something where it's solo. But when you try to get, uh, usually people's ideals just get smashed out of them. And this guy mm-hmm. seems like he was holding to his guns on the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, he worked on this for four years, basically, to try to get this shit appealed. And it was yeah. just no, no, no. There isn't much that I could find of anything between 2011 and 2013. But right now, on February 1st, 2013, is where we're going to start this actual timeline of the asymmetrical warfare. Uh, Shit gets real immediately. Uh, On February 1st, a DVD was sent to Anderson Cooper, along with a challenge coin from the military with a bullet hole in the middle of it, inscribed with one MOA, meaning one minute of angle. Basically, he shot a hole through the center of this coin at 100 yards. So this gesture is the most John Wick shit that's ever happened in real life. (laughs) Like he just sent a DVD like with a video manifesto to Anderson Cooper directly, along with a coin that says, hey, I shot a hole through a fucking coin at 100 yards. So was Anderson Cooper the first person to open that? I want to know, like, what's the status of me sending something to Anderson Cooper and it getting all the way to him? I also would like to know that because this is something I did want to dissect for a minute. Because, like, if you're Anderson Cooper, like, and you're not really sure, like, you haven't watched the video yet. Does that feel like a direct threat against you, Anderson Cooper? I feel like I feel like he thought it was a fan and a fan like sent him this challenge coin and he was like oh this is really cool he pops the video into his dvd player and he's like fuck yeah i'm gonna go with it was his uh his assistant or someone opened it and went, yeah oh anderson and he goes oh my yeah he's you don't, you don't think the silver you don't think the silver fox opens his own mail i bet and, uh, he doesn't even taste his own food first dude yeah he, that gets put, spit into his mouth for yeah. sure yeah i as far as i can tell this footage has never been released i don't I maybe I was not looking in the right places, but I don't I couldn't find it anywhere. Torrance, here I come. (laughs) Please find it if you can. But I'll continue. Uh, February 3rd was the next instance of this warfare. Um, And it's also a very down note Um, on February 3rd. Monica Kwan, 28 and Keith Lawrence, 27, were in the parking lot of their condo inside Keith's Kia Optima when allegedly Christopher Dorner shot them dead. Also extra fucked up because I think a Kia Optima is the absolute last place I would want to die inside of. Uh, Like never have an opportunity to like be like, no, this is just like a loner. I'm looking to get something better. No, you just die in a car that you bought. That is obviously the worst fucking car that's ever existed. The important part here is that Monica Kwan is the daughter of Randall Kwan, who was Chris's attorney at his hearings for his reinstatement and, and appeals uh, on his firing. He was his, you know, the guy defending him. His justification for this and his hatred for Randall is because this man was a police officer for years prior to being a defense attorney in, you know, sort of that 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 system. Um, and defending police officers. So he feels that he was still fully allied with the LAPD against him, even though he was stuck with him defending him. But this is easily the least justifiable thing this man does. Uh, doesn't really track to me to kill someone's family. 
but that is the exact promise he made in his manifesto. Literally swears up and down, I have it in here somewhere. Imagine wanting to be a cop so badly that you kill your attorney who couldn't let you be a cop again. Like, especially in LA where they're all racist towards you. Mm -hmm. My God, man, move on. I'll be private security somewhere. I know. Start a private detective agency. For real. I mean, like there's, and that's the thing where you start to sort of see the other side of things. Like, you know, initially you're like, oh my God, this guy's, you know, going to war against those shit ass cops. But the first thing he does is just go after their fucking family. And like, that's a real threat he made. I have it right here. In his manifesto, I know your significant other's routine, your children's best friends in recess. I know your Sancha's gym hours and routine. I assure you that the casualty rate will be high. Because of that, no one will remember your name. You will merely be a DR number and that guy who was killed in action or long-term IOD light duty in the kit room. This is exactly why Station 500 was created. I don't know what any of those fucking things mean, but this line is horrible. Unfortunately, orphanages will be making a comeback in the 21st century. There's some fucked up shit going on. You just don't bring your family into it. It's like when you're a kid, you have a beef with another kid or whatever, and you fight that kid or something. And then they're like, I'm going to bring my older brother who's like five years older and just beats the shit out of you. You're like, why did you have to bring your brother? We were fighting. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. No, I I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, That's that's the most problematic. And and it's the main point, really, of, of why you can't really be on this guy's side. I mean, it's 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 tough because like. It's where he loses credibility with me. Mm-hmm. As soon as you did that, if you just would have shot a bunch of dirty cops, I bet you would have garnered a lot of support from a lot of people, not just like the wackos that probably were like, yeah, get him, boy. Dude, but now he's like, I, I agree 100%. I mean, yeah. it, but his like literally the first out of the gate thing he does is just murder uh, 28. 28- I mean, this this woman was a basketball coach at a, at a college. Uh, her fiance, it was her fiance, who's Keith Lawrence. Uh, he was uh, he was actually a campus police officer and they're just young, 28, 27, doing their thing, living in L.A. And, and this dude just comes out of nowhere and fucking. But and, and this is a, a huge but because I, I don't have any proof of this other than there's nothing online about it. They don't really have evidence other than what he said in the manifesto about family members that Chris was the one to kill them. There's no indication that they did an actual like crime scene thing, tying shell casings, fingerprints, none of that stuff. So as far Mm -hmm. as I know, they're just taking his word at it that he was the one that killed them. Is he easily the most likely person? Of course. (laughs) Like, of course. I don't know what was on the tape. Did Anderson Cooper get the kill list? Did Anderson Cooper kill the Quans? Now on the tape was uh, Christopher Gettler's testimony that basically was supposed to say that I was right. This is what Officer Evans did. There's a there is a video of it. Mm. It doesn't really look that salacious. It, yeah. it really just was like, oh yeah, yeah, I was I was kicked in the face. That was that was about the entirety of the video. It's a two minute video. Oh, okay, so it's just getting like that guy's admission of it yeah yeah okay well yeah that isn't as juicy as i thought it would be still no it is juicy as fuck that i saw the bullet i saw the fucking coin that's scary shit well that where the (laughs) you ever see harry potter where um 
the, the dude turns into Ron Weasley's rat for like 18 years. And then he like pops back out. That's exactly what this dude looks like when he pops back out. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. He looks exactly like, is him. that Christopher Gettler? Yeah, yeah. 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 I saw him in the background of a news video. So uh, February 4th is when this manifesto is posted online. He just posted on Facebook. Like just so it's like as firsthand of a source as you can get. So I kind of wanted to like, maybe like get into like, Oh, did he maybe not even like write the manifesto himself? And it was like a smear thing. But I truly don't think that that's the case. I, I, I think it, it very much is him and, and just his ramblings because that's how it reads. You know, uh, I don't feel that a bad faith actor would put in the effort to reiterate themselves as much as <laughs> this manifesto did. Yeah. OK, so he killed the, the, the basketball coach lady and her Mm-hmm. mall cop maybe maybe there's something there maybe he was like bringing drugs into the campus and she was like providing them to the basketball team <laughs> we're gonna try and, and blame the victims here <laughs> those victims uh, oh my god possibly we'll put a pin in that one um yeah let's put a big pin so aside from just like the other bad shit things i mean this manifesto is like a fucking oscar acceptance speech it's 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 weird because he starts like thanking all of his friends at the end of it and like telling them how much he loves them and how he's sorry and that he won't be able to have the time with them like he's fully accepted he's going to die at the end of this didn't he didn't he thank like comedians too like, yes didn't he thank, i have like, i have that anyways, here. we'll he, get into that later yeah he yeah. <laughs> he he did there's two two big ones that he pointed out that i thought were great because one of which is dave Chappelle, who has a great bit about it online that you can find and uh and he talks about it for like 10 minutes it's it's pretty good uh the other one that i didn't know and i thought was fucking hilarious is larry david uh, yeah, because yeah. that just like uh, how he didn't do an episode of Curb on that, like <laughs> just so awkward. Right, because he lives in L.A. Like you know for a fact they probably like with Dave Chappelle they sent people to like go and like escort him like security detail and stuff, and they did it with everybody that was named in this fucking manifesto. Pretty much, it was so many man yeah. hours. It's crazy how how much of an effect this guy had when he posted this. But did you know they're filming a. Uh episode of curb at like whatever stadiums there like the baseball stadium and at the same time there was a guy getting murdered in the other side of town and the cops the la cops blamed this other guy who was at the baseball game and then they found out it was a dodgers game and they found out that his his thing was like i was at the dodgers game like no you weren't he was arrested for a long time but they had to comb through all the old footage of curb your enthusiasm and they actually found him in the crowd from the oh, curb video shit. to exonerate him. Yeah. He got exonerated wow. because they didn't believe him. He was with like his daughter and everything. He was like, that's yeah. fucking wild. It's even more fucked that if that video had not taken place, this dude would still be in prison. Yeah. He was a, he was a, a Hispanic guy too. So like, what are we saying about the LA cops again? Weird. And there's a documentary yep. about it on Netflix. That's the only reason I know. No it's, shit. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Uh, Continuing the timeline on February 5th, the day after he posted the manifesto, uh, he reportedly checked into a naval base in San Diego. And uh, then he just skipped the checkout procedures. So that's the only reason it kind of like raised any red flags or whatever. I, I think it just kind of like might illustrate his guilt 
around the killings now that he's like sort of like moving around and stuff like notably you know what i mean like two days yeah. after you you potentially have murdered somebody i mean yeah he posted the manifesto the day before so he could be doing other stuff to like prep to kill people who actually deserve it but i think at this point it it does sort of like give like a twinge of guilt like what's he doing at a naval base you know he was in the navy reserves is he looking to like hide out get something steal something you know hookers hookers that's probably it yeah I just I just want to <laughs> fuck a huge patch of syphilis before I go out. <laughs> that's that's what that was in the manifesto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, February 6th, he is publicly named as the prime suspect in Monica and Keith's murders. Um, the manifesto is being reported on nonstop at this point. Interestingly, uh, every major media outlet ends up posting um redacted versions of it you know without any of the names but it it was on his facebook and, it, and it's incredibly easy the one i read was completely unredacted it, it had everything in it all the names all that stuff but a lot of the bigger more like esteemed news outlets online that you find it on still have it all redacted so i found that interesting i i, I don't know like maybe it's the responsibility of the media to not throw panic out there even though it's already out there it's like you can watch someone get run over at Tiananmen Square if you want to go look for it, but right. no one's posting it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that and that's yeah. truly probably it. Like limit the exposure as much as possible. Because I mean, there yeah. there are likely the number of names that he lists in there, in the in the in the likelihood of most of them being innocent is probably pretty high. Um, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that though. I do believe like it's probably better to just like if you can find it, you might as well just do it so you can help people. Like you right. might be able to get the right eyes on that and be like, oh, I'm on a kill list. Maybe I should go to my bunker, or right. whatever the fuck it is, right? Exactly. So yeah. I don't really necessarily subscribe to that. It's like the cops when they like I get when cops are just hiding some holdback. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of cold cases and shit and the cops will always be like uh well what do you know it's like well just you're not it's been cold for 30 years just give them the fucking information right. douchebags it'll help <laughs> maybe yeah, you guys and some guys have solved crimes it's not like it's uh right yeah and, and they're sitting on it like well if we can't do it then no one can yeah exactly <laughs> it's, yeah. it's in, clearly impossible on february 7th and uh and this was this was a pretty big day there were supposed sightings of the truck Chris was driving, which was a gray Nissan Titan pickup. Uh, the first sighting that some cops had thought they had seen were uh, seven LAPD, LAPD officers were on a protection detail for another officer that was named in the manifesto. And at 5.30 a.m. in Torrance, California, they saw a truck with no headlights on in that area nearby that police officer's house and they responded by firing blindly into this truck. The occupants of the truck, which, by the way, was a <laughs> blue Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> completely different truck. Completely different truck. <laughs> were 71-year-old Emma Hernandez and her daughter, 47-year-old Margie Carranza. Uh, both of them are struck with bullets. Emma is shot in the back and Carranza in the hand. They survived and... And a little while down the line, they did receive a settlement for it and to the tune of $4.2 million. Uh, I get shot in the hand for that. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, wait, was it, was it shot in the hand? That was the, that was one, the injury. The 71 year old woman was shot in the back. 
And these guys did they were not looking. Listen, if I'm that old, if I'm that old, I'll take them for the team, honestly, <laughs> though. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Let's fuck. Yeah. We're we're too pale though for the LA police to shoot us. Sorry. Fair enough. Yeah. I uh I I choose life, but <laughs> Well, she's alive, right? They're, they're alive, but that was... Uh, and, and millions of dollars richer. I think that the gamble in front of them, like if, if, you're, if you're telling me, do I gamble on a hail of police gunfire, LAPD police yeah. gunfire or yeah. $4.2 million? Are you asking me, do I play Russian roulette for $4.2 million? The answer is yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Is that what you're asking me? The, the answer is yes, every time. That, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a hard pass on that one. All right, well... My odds just went up. <laughs> yeah, but when I when I pass, they add another bullet to the gun. All right. Who else is passing? F- five I'm more playing. people. <laughs> uh, so here's what I guess the situation was. Um, these women were newspaper delivery drivers. That was their gig. So they turned the headlights off to not disturb the customers when they pull into the driveway. So these cops saw a car without headlights that wasn't even the exact car. It's 5.30 a.m. Sure, it's probably dark out. But the women claimed to have never heard a warning. And the LAPD declines to say whether or not a warning was issued and how many shots were fired. They refused to comment on that. Neighbors claim to have heard at least 20 shots. All right, but how crazy is it that they fired 20 shots and they only got one 71-year-old in the back and then someone's hand? Well, they're police officers, so I don't fully trust their ability to accurately shoot a gun. That's just crazy to me is like how many they unloaded and they didn't kill them. Yeah, some some so I didn't I didn't bother putting it in here because I don't think it's very credible, but some places source it, it as it could be as many as 100 shots were fired. I'll tell you what, if I'm playing Russian roulette with the L.A. police, I'm in right now. 4.2. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and the irony of that is if dorner was out looking for them he would have killed 100 people with his 100 shots yeah for real um good shot he would have fucking shot everyone so fun fun follow-up fact to this uh charlie beck who is uh, i i've alluded to before the chief of police and not my favorite person uh indicated that they would internally handle the disciplinary actions which could in, in up to and include termination that did not happen, and it was secret as to what exactly their discipline was. And as far as anyone knows, they're still police officers, and no charges were filed against them. But hey, the city paid out $4.2 million. So everybody got what they deserved, I guess. Literally 25 minutes later, uh, again, Torrance PD, uh, and this was in a different area of the town, rammed and shot at a black Honda Ridgeline which was driven by a skinny white man named David Perdue, who was on his way to the beach to do some early morning surfing. Chris Dorner, I did not indicate what he looked like, but he was a big ass ball black dude, which is, I mean, unless the windows are tinted to high fuck, that's pretty visible, I think, through through a driver's side window. Even from the back seat, you could probably tell. What kind of vehicle did you say it was again? A black Honda Ridgeline is what they rammed and shot at, Again, Chris was driving a gray Nissan Titan pickup. I'm just so confused, like, just randomly shooting at people. Mm-hmm. Because is it just they were all they were all on edge and they were all just like, fuck it. Yes, shoot people? that is. And that is the line that they 
attempted to dip a toe in to when when making official statements about this, you know, like they they all but said, look, everyone's scared right now. OK, you're just going to have to deal with it. Like, that's basically the narrative they tried to push on everybody like and that and that's because they just fucking could. Now is not the time for you guys to go surfing. Get the fucking doors. Yes. And it's fucking insane. Purdue received no injuries from this visible, at least according to his defense attorney. Uh, because when they were suing, he had uh, injuries from the actual car crash, allegedly. To me, it sounds like this guy was probably fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he he hit so hard that my neck hurts. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I think he was just trying to get the money, some money off of it, um, which truly it sucks that it's not the cops that are responsible to pay him and it has to be the city. But I don't blame him. Uh, it just sucks that it has to that, you know, the taxpayers on the hook for what they fuck well, up. Where do you think the cops get their money? Right. I mean, it, it's it, all coming from, from the same place. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how they get paid and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of like rhetoric and that these days over here about trying to force them to get like personal liability insurance and stuff or like grouped for the department so that other officers would hold their fellow officers accountable for fucking up because then all their insurance rates go up. It's it's and liability insurance is not a foreign thing in professions over here, at least, you know, uh, doctors have it. My girlfriend has it for her job and she's just a sign language interpreter. She's not at risk of shooting anybody. Well, you don't know that. I mean, I, well, that's true. I got you never know somebody until they yeah. shoot someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So four more days uh, to get through and I'll, I'll try to chug through a couple of them. Um, on February 9th, uh, the LAPD publicly stated they were reopening the investigation into Dorner's dismissal from the force. Uh, and, and Charlie Beck, my, my favorite got up there and, and made a point to say, now I'm, I'm not doing this to appease some, some criminal. Okay. I just want to reassure the public that the department is being transparent and fair. That's what he says. My opinion is that they had to go back and double check to make sure they covered all of their tracks. <laughs> like that's really <laughs> how it felt. Cause they, I think that they did that because they didn't want someone else to find something and throw it in their face and say, look, you brought this on. So they were going backwards just to double, double check their facts. Um, and, 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 and yeah, the, the, the small sure. documentary I watched on YouTube was very, very one-sided in favor of, of the LAPD. Uh, and I kind of just forced myself to plug through and they have an interview with uh, Charlie Beck's one of the talking heads on it. And, uh, and he does say some really fucked up stuff about Chris. He, he leads by calling him a, a troubled man. He was a real troubled man and something of an injustice collector, uh, a person who collects injustices. What the fuck does that mean? Like, how can you collect something if you're not also admitting it exists? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but I, but I can see that if you're a, I can see that being a real thing. If you're a full blown racist, that's the only way I could see that being a real thing. That's all. Yeah. I mean, otherwise that's not, that's not real. No, (laughs) injustice is a fucking, it's a real fucking thing. It's not fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You can't just collect it. Like, look at, no, that's what I mean. It's, that's not a real thing. It's so stupid. And I mean, and him saying that I didn't even read into him enough yet. And I was already like, fuck this guy. I really hope someone he loves was killed. Like, (laughs) sadly that 
that that, that was not <laughs> on the the list of victims though uh that's funny yeah it, it's so fucked up though on february 10th uh there was an announcement made of a one million dollar reward uh this was funded uh by a few pledges from a bunch of private and public businesses that uh you know were just trying to say hey we support this or whatever the fuck and uh and and this is also the first time that dorner is described in the media as a domestic terrorist i agree with that yeah i mean i effectively i mean like that's what he's doing he's fear-mongering i i would like to uh i'm gonna roll back in my document here a little bit because there is some interesting stuff about that one million dollar reward they uh they straight up tried to not pay it <laughs> Uh, just like immediately. Cause it, I mean, it was a bunch of other places that, but it, it had to go to court. Uh, and, uh, and it was split up, um, ultimately. And, uh, and it was, it was, it was, it was done in a very interesting way. And I don't want to say who, because it would kind of spoil the what's to come, but it was split up by 80% yeah. to one party, 15 to another and five to another. So, but it had to go to court yeah. just to get him to pay it. Yeah, but there's a there there's a lot of the time with these rewards they try they try to fuck you out of it all the time because like they'll go uh, uh, any information that leads to the arrest of this person. Well, they give you a bunch of information, they find them, and then the guy gets away. They'll not pay shit. They'll just say, oh, fuck you. Yeah, we didn't arrest them. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll do shit like mm-hmm. that all the time. And that's yeah. what they said. To, that leads to the capture of 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 Christopher Dorner and and you know uh, again spoilers, but. They didn't capture him. So also on February 10th, uh, a drone was deployed to uh, they, they, they were very worried about Chris fleeing to Mexico. Um, and, and this was indicated uh, at some point. I, I seem to maybe have omitted it um, or, or maybe it's it's hiding in there somewhere. But he did try to steal a boat and he had told the captain he was using it to flee to Mexico. And they used that information to file federal charges against him so that they could just have more resources to pursue him. And it was very hearsay. So it it feels very thin, um, but they were genuinely concerned he was fleeing to Mexico. So that's why they. Well, I feel like as soon as they call him like a domestic terrorist, they get all the federal help they want, Mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of weird because in the current climate, if you call someone a domestic terrorist, they're kind of just cheered for <laughs> four more years. You storm the Capitol. Hey, yeah, twenty twenty four. Hey, yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The wrong people were storming that Capitol. If they if they had different intentions, we would have a completely different conversation. It was unfortunate. That's another episode too. Spoiler. <laughs> So I, I mean, but I'm also not really sure. And I believe they I think they just wanted a fucking drone, too. But later that same day, uh, an L.A. Lowe's was evacuated due to a possible sighting of Chris at the store. Uh, and this is ever since I've had to go to Lowe's a lot recently from owning a home is probably the most awful thing I think Chris Dorner has done, because if I if I actively find the energy to go to a fucking Lowe's and fill my cart and get all the way to the checkout <laughs> and then just have to abandon it because somebody might have seen him there. I, I might go on a police officer killing spree. That's how I'm at. <laughs> See, you're not thinking like a, you're not thinking you got to think more Chris Dorner on this one. When they, 
call you and say, you got to get out of the place. You hold your cart in your hands and say, I was scared and run to your car and fill up your car and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Try to strangle the cashier. He said Napoleon. (laughs) Uh, On February 11th, the Riverside, which is just another LA city uh, district attorney files formal charges against Chris for the murder of a police officer and the attempted murder of three others. And I'm realizing I must have skipped something now because I have not yet said that he killed a police officer. That was because I skipped through. We got, I got off track when we were talking about uh, February 7th and, and shooting all the, the innocent people. That's right. There was, yeah, I'm, this was a, a, it was a real big day and I only did like half of it. So we'll, backtrack a little bit here to February 7th. Again, there were two other officers on another protection detail about a guy who was named by Dorner in the manifesto. It was around 1 a.m. They're flagged down by this man, R.L. McDaniel, who reported seeing someone matching Chris's description at a gas station in Corona. They, uh, they found uh, matching, you know, they found a car that, that actually matched this time. And, uh, and the driver stopped the vehicle after they were following it, got out, fired a rifle, grazing the head of one of the officers. And then at some point he fleed from them because they were, the guy was worried about the other guy. I'm imagining that he shot who did in fact fucking die. Uh, that was officer Michael Crane, 34. He was a father and I think he'd been a police officer, maybe like 10 years at that point. I want That's what it said. The other guy survived, and uh, and that's where I missed the boat thing too. That was in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I skipped a whole paragraph here, dude. It happens. <laughs> so then, back to February 11th, district attorney files the charges against him for the murder of that and uh, the uh, the other officers that he did shoot at. On February 12th, this is February 12th is the final day of Christopher Dorner. Police in a weird turn of events, raid a hotel in Tijuana, Mexico, based on a tip that Dorner was there. (laughs) They also based that off of the fact that they got surveillance footage of him supposedly buying scuba gear at a sporting goods store. Also in Torrance, where all of this stuff happens. So they were just like, Tijuana. (laughs) They just wanted to go to Mexico for the They really did, yeah. Yeah, they just wanted to go like, which I didn't think they could do. Like, that's some fucking Sicario shit. They just raided a hotel in Tijuana. Like, oh, they definitely talked to the Mexican police. There's no way they just did that without asking. Yeah. Unless they fucking, yeah, like you said, like went right in yeah. there, Sicario stuff. That's yeah. crazy too. <laughs> Sicario shit. We're going to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Southern Texas. <laughs> oh, oh. Man. At some point throughout the day, uh, the San Bernardino County DA's office tweeted. And their tweet was, uh, the sheriff has asked all members of the press to stop tweeting immediately. It is hindering officer safety. Hashtag Dorner. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, this tweet was removed after like a couple of hours. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> Cops are so dumb. They really are. Just why are you even on Twitter, asshole? Go find the fucking guy. Yeah. Like, Jesus, motherfucker. So fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, at 12.22 p.m., Police searched for a white Dodge truck that was reported stolen by a James and Karen Reynolds. 
They also claimed that they had freed themselves from being held hostage when finding Dorner holed up in their rental property that was supposed to be vacant. Uh, They tried to run, but he aimed a gun at them and told them to remain calm. Dorner had bound and gagged them before leaving in their truck. They say he was terrifyingly calm and methodical as he placed towels in their mouths and pillowcases over their heads. Fish and game officers spotted the truck and Dorner. And then officers from numerous agencies chased Chris to a cabin in Big Bear Lake, California. Uh, I believe it was the same cabin that he was trying to hole up in there. And they had the couple had left after that fucking crazy fiasco. Can you imagine just like going to check up on your rental property? And then there's just a guy in there. Yeah, he to check that up. Fuck. He literally says like a movie line uh, in there. He's like, I know you've seen the the news. I know you know who I am. Like right before he just fucking ties them up. So crazy. That's scary as fuck. Like people being in my house is one of my biggest fears. Like just hiding somewhere in the corner. Like imagine Mm -hmm. coming in like uh, a guy, madman with a gun too. And I'm I'm Mm -hmm. going with madman because he's just snapped at this point. Dude, I've lived in apartments my whole fucking life. It's only now that I have like multiple levels and like a house. So like now every time I hear something, I'm just like, oh, all right, it's go time. <laughs> so ready to be violently attacked. Meanwhile, Terrible. Getz is sitting back quietly uh, cleaning his pistol. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> In the middle of the woods. <laughs> the whole house is alarmed and I have guns. And if if the alarm gets if the alarm gets triggered, I get a message notification on my phone telling me what door it's at. I know I'm good to yeah. go. Even though you're like miles from civilization, I can reach out my window. And touch the siding of my neighbor's house. You know, my, my neighbors don't bother me. Yeah, I mean, it's probably difficult to bother somebody when you're five miles away from them. It's not five miles. We can all see each other. Well, I mean, if, if you go out of the road, you can see each other. Uh, anyways, back to the 12th. So he, uh, Dorner is fleeing from being chased by these uh, game and fishing game officers and other officers that have responded to the sighting. Um, he opens fire on two San Bernardino police officers, uh, hitting both of them and killing Detective Jeremiah McKay, uh, 35 mm-hmm. years old, also a father. Um, and according to other cops, just a great guy. So can you imagine being fish and game that day? Like, God damn it. This is so intense. Yeah, I, usually, I know you're just, <laughs> I usually just go on the lake. I just wanted this job to paddle around. I yelled at kids drinking in a, in a forest clearing earlier and now I'm being shot at by yeah. fucking nationwide fugitive. Yeah, poor, poor fish and game guy. If I wanted yeah. to be a yeah, cop, I, I would, I would have noped right out of there. I think honestly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So uh, ironically, and I couldn't find uh, any other commentary on this, but I found it funny that he uh, he he ended up in a cabin that just happened to be right near the manhunt command center they set up. And it, and from everything I can tell, it seemed like he'd been in that cabin for a while. So when they came, he thought it was vacant and they just happened to pop in. So it was like, oops, surprise. And and I also don't I don't really trust that he wasn't going to hurt those people, because why did he leave with their truck if he wasn't maybe trying to go and get rid of it? You know? I think he, I think uh, they had his truck made, so he was trying to find a different truck. Could be, it could be. I 
but also, I mean, these are two elderly people who just freed themselves from his restraints. So I, I'm not sure that he maybe, maybe he intended on letting them get free. Who really knows? Uh, Maybe he was on Facebook doing edits to his manifesto, adding the names. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hold on. You weren't in there. What's your name? Yeah. How do you spell a cabin? (laughs) No. Uh, is do you know what a napoleon is yeah i'll kill you so he gets he gets this cabin and immediately the police department surrounds it i didn't have a chance to to i i'd looked fucking hard to find the number of officers that were there when i was younger and following this i know i'd heard something like in the hundreds uh i mean it was like fucking waco level shit oh Um, it's all hands on deck you shot a cop you're done yeah and and that and that's what it was, you know. They they got one of our own kind of thing, and that's where that really starts to shine through here as well, uh, if it hasn't already. The L.A. Times, for no fucking reason, just reported that he may have hostages, which tells me that they heard something about him doing what he did to uh, the the Reynolds couple, and then just like decided to very irresponsibly print something like that, just because I guess the story wasn't bleeding enough for them. Yeah. So I, I just pointed that out because I thought that was kind of fucking shit. Uh, that they can they are gonna say this if you were to ever ask the whoever the reporter was, they'd be like, Well, he said may. Well, you could also say like he may have a bazooka, you know what I mean? Yeah. May, maybe not. When he might, yeah. he might have a helicopter, Apache helicopter. Exactly. It's it's just annoying. I, that's an annoying reporter thing that you see all the time. That's not just that this yeah. once like they may be doing this like okay well why you can't write may you're reporting facts that's what reporters do report facts may is not a fact no i know it's it's so fucking bullshit and it's and it's like you said you know it's just a a, a, a symptom of this you know oh always on 24 hours we're updating you constantly yeah. type fucking bullshit it's disgusting but yeah, the, news is news is too much now yeah media is too the, much the cops set up a three mile perimeter and an, an effective lockdown within the area. They, they initially started with uh, tear gas canisters into the, into the cabin and loudspeakers uh, asking him to surrender. Uh, when he didn't, they leveled up to a demo vehicle, which just like a fucking bulldozer to tear down the walls but, you know, hey, they may have hostages in there. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have been in there, I guess. <laughs> we may we may run them over. Yeah. So fucking dumb. So that that wasn't working. And then they used this super fucking bullshit device, which is literally called a pyrotechnic tear gas canister. Now, these are literally nicknamed burners because of the heat they generate when they're fired. Uh, they often cause fires, which it turns out had had happened earlier that year and a different uh, standoff, completely unrelated. So they already know they can do this. And shortly after these canisters were shot into the cabin, they heard a gunshot from inside. They claim to have heard a single gunshot from inside. And then fire starts fucking raging. And supposedly they're hearing ammunition explode inside. So they're like, oh, it's too dangerous to put the fire out. So we can't do that. Let it burn. Yeah. 
And then there's there's reports of a body coming out, but none of it's verified. The LAPD, Riverside, San Bernardino, none of them are saying anything about a body. They're saying no, 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 you know, no comment, basically. Um, and uh, and it isn't until uh, I believe it was the 13th, the day uh, the day after that he was officially declared dead. Um, now, funny enough, he was a charred corpse. And what they used to identify him officially was the gunshot and a, a wallet with with his ID in it. Uh, and they didn't they there's no knowledge on DNA or, or any of that other stuff. I don't you can make your own conclusion there on that. I just thought that that has to be pointed out. They didn't say that they identified him with dental records, fingerprints, nothing. He was a charred corpse. And they're like, well, his wallet's right there and he's got a bullet hole in his head. <laughs> Yeah. So a little interesting. Additionally, uh, the uh, LAPD stands by to this day and, and, and everything they did there that day. They said they did it all by the book. One year later, on the anniversary, it was officially declared a legally justifiable standoff. Now, there is video out there that you can find where you can hear officers in the background shouting, burn him out. Get him out right now. Fucking burn this motherfucker and burn it down. Burn it down. Get the gas. So they knew exactly what they were fucking doing with those tear gas canisters, even though they'll swear up and down. Oh, well, it's an accidental thing that can sometimes happen. Let's be a little bit like, sure, the LAPD are fucked up. I'll give them that. But I mean, this guy's been shooting cops and shit. Of course, they're going to burn him out. Like, I'm not shocked at that at all. In fact, what would you do? If we're in a gunfight right now, all four of us, okay, against uh, someone trying to kill us all and Getz gets shot right in the forehead, maybe not Getz, I get shot. Right well, in the I think forehead, a better okay? scenario, I think a better scenario <laughs> is, 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 is Rick is holed up in his, his mountain cabin where he lives 11 miles away from the nearest neighbor with his 500 guns and we're trying to storm it and get him out. Okay, go. The, in your scenario, what you just did, none of us are even in peril so i'm just gonna let him sit in his house but if he was out and about shooting all of my family and my friends of course yeah. i'm gonna smoke his, smoke his ass out burn him out of course well well let's just say for the sake of it he tries to quit private dicks and you're pissed oh he tries to quit private dicks you can't quit i'm firing your ass and then when you show up when you show up at his doorstep he starts taking out pot shots at you so then you gotta you gotta return fire and figure it out. Okay, this is a scenario. Now go. Do you use- listen? If I start firing shots, there is no time for return fire. Oh. <laughs> wow! I will send you my challenge coin and prove it. <laughs> That's a wrap. That thus ends the reign of terror of of Christopher Dorner. Um, so what's the so what's the total? What's the total after all? Five that? five bodies. Monica Kwan, Keith Lawrence, Michael Which Crane. Which we're kind of shady about even believing that he even killed them. Okay. Right. It's it's dubious to me. Uh, officially, that's he killed them, according to yeah. everything official. Uh, and, uh, and it seems as if he officially killed Michael Crane and uh, Jeremiah McKay, two police officers. So yeah. all that threat about killing police officers, and that only amounted to 50% of his body count. And uh, you can't even count him because he got fired. So when he killed himself, he wasn't a cop. Yeah, that's true. So he's hmm. 
Do we know if any of the first two, Quan and the husband or the boyfriend, were like, did they have any enemies? Like, is there is there out, out there? Are there theories that he didn't actually shoot them? Like, is that a thing they, that's out that's, there? So that, that that's kind of what I wrap up in this conclusion here. That's the, almost the scariest part about this to me is that the theories out there don't really exist. There isn't really a lot of conspiracy theory outside of either he was fully justified and railroaded and all this shit was fuzzed up to make it look like he was a bad guy or everything that the cops say is verifiably true. I've I've started thinking of theories as this goes along because of how these a lot of these facts don't line up. And there's just very shallow investigation into certain things that they just, you know, say plainly and and take as 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 patently true, which I don't I don't see it that way because it does. They don't verify anything like with him. Honestly, the biggest thing would be, is he even dead? Because you have a charred body with a bullet hole in the head and his wallet next to it. That sounds like a shitty fucking setup in like a terrible movie to say that the bad guy's dead to only come back later. You know what I mean? I mean, it seems For sure. more far fetched if that were the case, but they don't say verifiably it was him, you know, other than that. Oh, yeah. Well, we found his wallet. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with they did dental records after and we just don't know about it. See, the it problem with like a lot of these crimes that are uh, like clear cut. They don't go into a full-blown investigation mode with it. Now, if they would have caught Chris Dorner and brought him to jail and then put him through the uh, the, the process of going through court and stuff like that, mm-hmm. there would have been a lot more investigation, a lot more coverage, a lot more uh, stuff right. brought to light. Uh, but since they, they go right away to like, he did it mm-hmm. and we killed him, they just... Well, actually, that, that probably was the best workout for LA cops ever. They were probably yep. so happy they could fucking kill them. And that's kind of the main theory on the more conspiratorial side is that there was never any intention of taking him alive when he from the moment he posted the manifesto. They were like, "Oh, we're going to kill this motherfucker." And that's Oh, I have no, I have no doubt that yeah. I have no doubt that they didn't ever want to take Well, yeah, him alive. I say even, theory, even but I mean I mean factually yeah. true idea yeah allegedly <laughs> yeah uh, I, I and, and what what rj means is allegedly yeah allegedly, yes. I, I i feel like chris dorner was probably and this might be controversial and i don't even mean to be i'm just saying he was probably that annoying kid right that yeah. just got under everyone's nerves and the racism thing was bad. Don't get me wrong. It's never good to be racist and stuff like that. But I'm sure he's not the only black guy in the forest that has to deal with that shit. And there's ways about going about it. He's probably just that fucking goody two shoe kid. You want to well, smack in the fucking head. Uh, so that and that was sort of uh, the, the third option I was going to give there where, you know, uh, basically the way I, I, I outline it is this, uh, you know, was it all the LAPD? Everything they said is true. Was he truly what Charlie fucking Beck says, an injustice collector and just super crazy because he killed somebody's innocent daughter? And even though it was just his attorney, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and was he just a batshit crazy guy who was just waiting for an opportunity to find an excuse to do something insane? You know, um, he, he actually and I, I omitted this because there's almost next to no information on this woman. He had he had a wife for a total of one month. 
And her only public statements regarding this, she stayed completely out of the limelight. I was able to find her name. It's April Carter. She even claims that they were only married for eight hours uh, and that the entire arrangement was embarrassing. And that information isn't even a direct quote that comes from her brother. So, I mean, that that's kind and of that's a, after the fact. That's like right. that's like when uh, someone goes bananas, you go like, I didn't even I didn't even I my I didn't like that guy. I hated him, even though you bowled with him. Every right. Friday right. Or something. Yeah. Right? Well, like, and neighbors neighbors claim to have seen him living with him or living with her and doing like landscaping and stuff outside and just, you know. Yeah. No, he for sure. He for sure had a wife. But you want to wipe your hands from that after that. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um he also claims he? that uh, Chris Dorner. So. Seven, oh, yeah. They never hit the note on age, but he was born in 79. So in 2013, he'd be 34. It's a little old, a little older than I thought. Like maybe, okay, keep going with what you're saying. I just have a, a different theory. I have a yeah, side Yeah, no, theory. please. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you. Uh, the, the other side of it, you know, like, is, is it truly, you know, just a police conspiracy? Was it like this like dark crusade with the thin blue line? And they were just like, oh, he went against us back then. And this motherfucker's coming back again now after we fired him and tried to silence him. Well, we're just going to get him. You know, did they go as far as to like manipulate the media coverage and all that shit? Um, I mean, they're notoriously corrupt. I mean, that's that's verifiable just through history. I mean, they teach that shit in school with the L.A. riots in 92 and everything after the Rodney King beatings. Um, you know, I mean, that judge was verifiably corrupt. David David Yaffe. Um, and there's and but but there's no real like specific like through lines like, you know, oh, he is alive and living in Argentina and sucking Hitler's dick like there's nothing like that floating around out there because i think you know uh maybe it was a blend of both you know is is there room for gray area in the world sometimes you know was was he was he an actual troubled man but so troubled and also dealing with an inherently flawed and systemically racist system that just pushed him over the edge uh so can he be can he be telling the truth while also be doing everything wrong about it um uh according to the lapd no of course not now stop resisting (laughs) now get hey 71 year old is your back okay here's four point whatever million dollars yeah um drive through here again we'll shoot you again yeah i i what do you think ricky that's a that's a fucking hot take going. I I I. What do you think? No, because someone else. No, I got but, I got stuff, but I don't want to like I I, I want to say something. He literally he leads in with I I. I want to hear I what think. you have to say. And what do you think? What do you what? Do, let me pass it on to somebody else. Um, yeah, no, I. The police definitely wanted to kill him. Um, I mean, the second he came after them, they're they're more of a. I mean, think about the entire U.S. criminal justice system. It's not about rehabilitation. Right. It's about punishment. So the minute that he went head to, to head with them, there's nothing that's going to happen except your death. There, it, That's anybody. The minute that you take them on, they're coming back at you hard. So I think that was kind of expected. I don't know if it really made a difference that he worked there, to be honest. I think they, regardless of who it was, would have said, fuck it, we're going to just kill this guy. Um, and yeah, the tear gas thing. 
That it's obvious bullshit. This isn't. I don't, the, I don't think that even needs to be debated. <laughs> yeah, there's. This isn't backwoods small county fucking police department. This is L.A. police department. They know exactly what those things are going to do. They know that's yeah. going to light on fire. They're not. They're trained very well in them. It's not a. They've had riots. Like I'll, you know I'll, I mean? I'll I'll argue that point only because I refuse to ignore the sheer incompetence of the police, but it's <laughs> I I agree with you only because they are flat out saying it in the background of those videos. Do you think that they shot him? Do you think that he actually killed himself, or do you think they went in and shot him? I I think that they could, and, that, and that's why I was saying there's almost like you can kind of like see where theories could pop up, but like I literally couldn't. I looked on forums everywhere. And it was just everything stems way back to while it was going on in 2013. So it's all these nine, eight, nine year old posts. Um, I don't know if I'm looking in the wrong areas, uh, but no, I, the Internet's the Internet, man. You're looking all over the place. Yeah, it's I mean, I look, you know, I I tried comment sections and shit, but it, there wasn't a lot that I could find with like interesting rabbit hole theories. But I'm, I'm yeah, cool for with sure. trying to spin some right now if you guys want to. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think, okay, of course I'm right on this. He's got a mental health disorder right away. Okay. Uh, something, lots of people deal with racism and don't go fucking try and kill all the people that were racist towards them or even the acquaintances of people that were racist. Right. It's not, it's, it's not a reasonable th- person thought process. Right. Um, he's a little older than what I thought he was. I thought he was a little younger. And usually schizophrenia pops up uh, around 25 to 30 in men, mm-hmm. right? He's a little older than that, but maybe, maybe this was starting a little earlier and just undiagnosed. Oh, and I'm not saying schizophrenics do this. It could be any type of mental health. I'm just saying maybe there's some sort of undiagnosed thing that just set him off. So I, I agree with that. Cause here's, here's another option. He, he, when I read his manifesto, he would not be, the type of guy look i know him very well uh he would not be the type of guy who would uh uh, ascribe to that type of thinking there there wouldn't be anything wrong with him in that way he he comes through as being um problematic himself at, at certain points in the manifesto i recommend reading it um because he does say some implyingly disparaging things about women um, and and other races. It's interesting. He's he doesn't come off as outright racist himself, but he comes off like a dumb Gen Xer that you know probably would have voted for Trump. I honestly think just because he he talks about George W H W Bush being uh, the the second best president ever um, behind, uh, and it's not Obama's not his favorite president, and he says he straight up didn't vote. That's for a, him. I don't think that's not crazy to me. I think it, it like in modern politics we all get this idea that you're either left or you're right but what it sounds to me is like he's anti-establishment and he's not necessarily pro-left right so him being anti-establishment doesn't mean that he's going to shift a certain way he's just going to whoever after is going to say that like i'm going to tear down a system regardless of what that system is i hear that i'm like to me it makes sense if you're thinking about it beyond the like left right center argument and you're thinking about the like deep rooted where's the person actually going to lie because of their fringe belief system that's that's interesting because i mean i don't i don't feel it came off that way it came off very um 
under almost undereducated and 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 romanticizing American politics like so many people did back then. Now it is very divided. You're right. It is all or nothing. But he he was saying, you know, like things because like George H.W. Bush is one of the most, in my opinion, just from what I know about history, that's one of the most establishment motherfuckers that exists. Yeah, he was a little rogue because that CIA shit. But I mean, that dude like. (laughs) give that motherfucker a break all right but i'm pretty sure i can't remember who he said i i think it was i think he said clinton was his favorite president and he also said hillary congratulations on on having the white house in 2016 i bet you're gonna do great yikes strong endorsement but it didn't it didn't work out she would have won if it wasn't for dorner really yeah if, if he didn't name her she had it in the bag. Ooh. <laughs> That's why Ooh. they're I, I, right now. I don't feel for Hillary, but I do feel for whoever is her was her PR advisor. Yeah. That one hurts. That one hurts. <laughs> oh, that hurts for sure. Those people. What did she say? Uh, she said like Super down dirty. Oh, oh, you're talking about the the non yeah, right wing one. Uh, yeah, she said something. <laughs> she said something that was like, nope, you lost now. As soon as she said that, I was like, you're done. The low and dirty or violent. Uh, it was it was like that. it was it was deplorables. Deplorables. And it, and it did it show was. an inherent lack of yeah any sort of connection to reality that these are still real people. Regardless, yeah. I mean, are they fucking deplorable? If you're like simping for some big orange effeminate fucking snake oil guy, yeah, you're kind of deplorable. But that's not the type of thing that you say unless you're like no, nobody wants so to confident that. you're going to fucking right. win. Yeah. That's yeah. why people hate it. Which she was at the time. Very confident she, that she was going to win. She should have won. Yeah. She's just an idiot. I mean, she did win if our system wasn't totally broken. But... Um, yeah. I don't know. I think some, there's gotta be mental health issues and this guy's gotta be untreated. Nobody like, does his parents hang out with him? Did he have any brothers or sisters? Did he have any friends? That's, that's what's interesting. He, he doesn't really talk about his, his family much uh, in the manifesto. And, and there's not really much said about them. He, the one thing he does say is he says the LAPD cost him a relationship with a mother and a sister and no further elaboration. I don't see how that was the case. I can't really put that together. And that's that's something that I actually put in the in the camp of, yeah, he's kind of fucking crazy and probably, you know, that that led to him, you know, just that, that's that's another sign of the fact that he wasn't a stable guy when he went out yeah. and did this. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say that uh, as far as if we're going to solve what exactly happened here, I just say extremely sad and disturbed guy tries to shoot the cops and gets killed like it's i don't blame the cops on this one at all i do blame the racism and the like see i bet you he would have found a reason like i feel like this isn't uh he got called napoleon four times relax you know what i mean like somebody says relax to you you're gonna shoot them Mm -hmm. you're gonna go shoot them i don't know man i don't know i don't buy it i don't buy that i feel like he had some other problems I hear you. And I, and I, and I can, and that's why I think it's more of like a a mix, but also um, I'm also, I'm kind of blinded by the fact that I really fucking hate cops. And I'm just going to say, no, shut up. We're changing Christopher Columbus day to Christopher Dorner day. And I don't want one of my best friends is a cop. (laughs) So I, the sweet, the sweeping generalization of, I hate cops, you know, I'm in the middle with cops. I'm in the middle because, sorry, go. Oh, no. I mean, I can I can just kind of explain how I feel about that. Uh, I'm not like uh, so dumb 
that I don't recognize that people are people. And I'm all for uh, taking the, 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 I'm much more in the camp of not defund the police, but stop overtaxing the police so that the resources that are spent on them can be lessened and diverted to other more appropriate response teams for certain situations and calls. And also, you know, people need to stop calling the police because they're 13 year olds acting out. People need to stop calling the police because they don't like what their neighbor did with their fucking fence. You know what I mean? That there's a, there's a fundamental cultural shift that needs to happen before we can really sort of move on from this. Yeah. Fuck the people. Yeah. <laughs> you keep those pigs in power so they can protect our wealth. Exactly. <laughs> It's 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 broken. It's a broken system because the way that cops are trained now and you see it in all these videos and it's the it's the number one thing that I think ultimately needs to change. And it's that they escalate the situation. There is so little that that would happen in in most of these instances if they were thoroughly trained in de-escalation, which they are not. Uh, They take on people who with, with, you know, are not necessarily emotionally stable people like chris dorner that's the thing they made chris dorner a cop they brought him in it wasn't until after he was a cop that they got rid of him for a reason that had nothing to do with him being bad shit crazy for a reason yeah. that's very believable that they would have fired him for because he said something about them that they didn't like and could have gone public with it they didn't fire him because he was insane and a murderer none of that happened till after the fact but they still hired him based on that so that tells you about what they're actually looking at when they bring someone into the fold on that and give them a gun and all of this power to go out on the street with the public. It's a broken yeah, I, fucking system. There it's you're right. Uh, there's what? 911 for police. They should have like a 011 for like suicide watch or I don't know. Fuck something. You're right though. It's a systemic thing and police don't need to be at everything, but they do need to be at a lot of things. So there's, Maybe there's, there's, there's plenty of calls for, for cops, but, but it doesn't always require having someone armed because, I mean, yes, sure. You have instances like Eric Garner and George Floyd who were killed without so much as firing a gun. And that, that in and of itself is also a problem. But I believe that with this less, you know, like trigger happy ability, if you, if, you know, if there were cops that just weren't allowed to have guns because that was their level of cop and these are the calls that they respond to, if it was a more tiered approach. You know, I, I, I times I've called the cops every time they show up with a fucking gun and their hands ran on their hip right above it. And it's like, pal, I just called you here because I hit somebody's car. You know what I mean? Like they look for things. Yeah. They they reach out. I mean, I've been I've recorded video of an instance of where I thought my friend was going to fucking die when we had cops harass him because there was uh there was that Facebook killer who was just a ball, big ball, black guy. Uh, and they just said, Hey, there's another one. Let's go get him." I was going to say, is your friend a person of color? The answer is yeah. yes. You answered that. That makes sense. I, I gotta, I know Rick, uh, you say your best friend's a police officer. And I know most police officers, one of my best friends, one of your best friends. Sorry. I don't want Bryce to get mad. Yeah. Uh, not the exact best friend. 
Yes, I got you. One of your best friends. But and I understand I have one of my best friends is a police officer as well. And he's one of the ones that does all the community outreach. He he tries for that. And most police just want to do good when they get into it. It's just a system that pulls you in and sucks you in to do gets you like I believe most police officers, and this is not me being facetious. If I was being a fucking jackass, I'd say cops are just people that didn't make it to the major leagues, because that's usually what I like to tell police. Um, but in reality, most of these people just want to help people, but they just get sucked into the system and you get called to calls and you panic because you're not trained properly and bad shit happens. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I legit don't think I would I would I would think it's much the same of, of like, look at, you know, teachers like you can see how a teacher can become jaded and cynical and 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 do Any things job. that aren't in the best. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, day one, you're the best guy ever. Day 100, you're showing up late and you're not, you know, you're you're over it kind of. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. But the problem is with the amount of power they have, we're relying on people. You know what I mean? We're asking we're almost asking too much of regular human beings. Um, and that's why they need to. But I'm devil's advocating this to have a force mm-hmm. that you want. And the like, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Let's just start there. But I mean, to have like a force that is responsible and. Uh, accountable and all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's going to take a lot. First of all, it's going to take foundational changes, like just break it from the bottom and then it's going to cost a shit ton of money. And what does most things boil down to? Let's not spend any money. You know, no, I just sure. feel like it's, that's, that's the big major issue is like, no one's going to pay for these social workers to come work for the police. You know, no one wants to worth, pay for that. Right. But, but it's cowboy. But it's this, it's the same old story as people don't see how it's worth the money. You know what I mean? It's worth jumping in there because what you're then you're not paying out the ass in lawsuits. Like, look, what I'm saying is the cops need to invest in their own nitro cold brew system, you know, yeah. put all the costs up front and then your shit's just a dollar a day. They should. Yeah, and if you're looking for a supplier, reach out. <laughs> Private dicks will supply. Private it may be like it may be like a dollar fifty a day, but it's pennies to you guys. You hey, that's just, just don't shoot people this year. That's four million dollars extra. You know what else is a good investment of money? It's like healthcare. But anyways, my point is people don't want to spend money, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit scary. And Abigail, can you get the wear dingo on line four so we can get them to be a badge? I think a wear dingo would be great as a cop. <laughs> I think, oh, well, that that was the one theory that I did want to say was was Chris Dorner a wear dingo. And that that is the true one that I actually want to go with. Yes. Uh, OK, where where something. Yeah. Every time he transformed, he got uh, really angry and, and wanted to shoot people's families and, and write really long Facebook posts. Yeah. So, truly a tragic it, story. Do you think there's like a possibility of him being and I'm just talking on my soapbox here, but do you think he had, there's a possibility of him being set up by the government? He didn't even write that manifesto. He knew something they didn't want the people to know. So he was on the run. They're like, let's put the manifesto out. We'll get to shoot this guy. Speaking as someone who worked for the government, we could not orchestrate that if we fucking tried. Okay. We can, we can barely orchestrate getting people to work at a normal time of day beyond like it's it's not it ain't happening oh, i agree with you I, there's all these conspiracies. conspiracies where it's like the government did this the government did that like area 51 this that never in a million years yeah look at the people who work for the government look at the people who work for the military it's people straight out of high school straight out of college i know absolutely no. fucking not yeah <laughs> 
Well, that was a fun episode. I forgot about Chris Dorner. I forgot about that guy until you said asymmetrical warfare. I'm like, oh yeah, this guy was fucking scary. They had helicopters, everything circling around. Like it was fucking scary during that time. I remember watching that on the news. It's nuts, dude. I mean, I, and from, from day one, I was like, oh, great. The police are doing their thing again. (laughs) And and I I thought he killed more people. I, they, it does seem that way. And I, I thought that too, until I, I got into the nitty gritty of it. And, and I thought that, and, and here's what's interesting. Um, this is how bad some of the info is out there. If you find summaries on it, the, like even Wikipedia says, which of course they're shitty, it's Wikipedia, but they'll say like, oh, it resulted in the death of a police chief's daughter and innocent civilians, which no innocent civilians were killed. And the daughter was of a former captain of the LAPD and at the time attorney to Christopher Dorner. So it's like some of these dates and names and all this shit is so bad. I was finding articles where they were saying there were, there were four victims and three incidents of innocent bystanders. And then the other one saying there were only two. Um, I settled on two because I could not find anything else out about a third one that kept popping up. So that, that I thought was interesting as well that, you know, was that like, did they somehow suppress that? I mean, it's, it just leaves so many questions. And I think truly the only mystery is what the fuck happened here? Yeah. And why did it just go away? Are you guys done talking about cops? There's no cops coming here. Are there, if there's any cops coming here, I'm going to have to dip. Okay. Well, whoa, (laughs) we're basically police. Like what are you scared of cops for? They they make me a little nervous is all. Fucking Yeah, me too. eh? Don't yeah. don't ever insult me like that again, Richard. <laughs> what if it's a wear pig, a wear cop? Oh, I'm Can we get a wear cop. Yeah, you turn into an evil creature that just is bloodthirsty at night. You just grow a badge <laughs> out of your chest and shoot poor people. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> just go after poor people. Uh, another one down. Police are corrupt. Figured that one out today. We are geniuses. Time to have that conversation with Abigail. Okay. Start. Okay. I think I don't know what to do. Okay. Abigail, come on in here. Abigail. Abigail. Where the fuck did Abigail go? Watch private dicks, and I think RJ's the funniest. What? Come on! Hey there, all you private dickheads. That's probably not the name we're gonna stick with. Anyways, uh, RJ here. I am here to tell you thank you for listening to another episode of Private Dicks. If you liked what you heard, go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere they take your reviews, drop us five stars, say something nice. Also, what you just heard was from last season. If you want current episodes as they're dropped, head on over to patreon.com and search up Unethical Podcast. That's our mother podcast. I was not aware Private Dicks was a spinoff. I'm going to renegotiate my contract. On Patreon is a full 16-episode season more of Private Dicks, uncut videos of each episode, and many more things are getting added all the time. You can also find all of Unethical's content on there, so go listen to that. And... If you're already a patron, fuck yeah, dude. You're the best.
I'm Celeste. Hi, I'm Richard. Hey, I'm Christy. And I'm Tally. We're the hosts of Unethical Podcast. Every episode, we take a humorous dive into a case study that poses an ethical question, like, should mentally ill murderers ever be released? No. We discuss what the outcomes of these cases are and what they should be, with a unique guest host every episode. Richard needs some more testosterone around here. Nah, I think it's mostly coming from Celeste. Girls are mean. Our podcast is no holds barred, true crime, comedy, adult content, and definitely not for everybody. But, but like most people, most people aren't like can handle swear words and stuff, right? Am I right about that? No. No. You can subscribe wherever you eat your podcast to listen. Follow us on Instagram where we post our teasers to guess what's coming next. And join us on Facebook to get involved in the conversation. Welcome to Unethical Podcast.